0: We moved here in May of 2007, Uh, so it's been almost seven years that we've been here, and we we love it here. We love our church family. uh, We love uh, serving with you all here, and uh, it's been a great seven years, been a lot of highs, a few lows, but it's just been a wonderful time that we've been here. Uh, Before we moved here, though, we lived in Minnesota for five years, Uh, and uh, while we lived in Minnesota, uh, we became full-fledged Minnesotans. Uh, when we went out and bought a boat now don't get me wrong here i, I didn't say that word correctly uh, because we didn't buy a boat we bought a boat and uh that's how you have to say it when you live in minnesota is you bought a boat so we went out and we bought this boat and uh, it was a nice ski boat uh we went out on the lake all summer long we had it for one summer and it we had a ball we had a blast we'd go out on the lake and uh, we'd go fishing and uh, we would hear the sound of the loons uh singing their, their haunting call at night, and and the cool thing about living in Minnesota is that the it's further north and further west, and so the days in the summertime are even longer than they are here, whereas the sun will go down about 8.45, 9 o'clock here, the sun would go down at 10 o'clock up there, and so you could get off work beyond the lake by 6 o'clock, and then by 10, and you wouldn't have to get off the lake till 10 o'clock. It was great, four hours of fishing and, and just just relaxing on the water i love the water and and it was great i loved having a boat and uh and i love being on the water up there well we also had some friends who had a wave runner and uh chan's looking at me now it's like you're not going to tell the wave runner story are you yes i am so our friends had a wave runner they lived right on the lake and uh, they had this awesome wave runner and they invited us to come over and ride the wave runner one day so I was like, cool, all right, we're going to do this. Well, we go over there, and uh, they pull the wave runner out, and we're in the water, and uh, this thing was awesome. It was amazing. It could go 70 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour. Now, Forest Lake is a fairly large lake. It's a couple miles across, and uh, so we would, uh, we were uh, very excited, and I went first. So I get on there. They show me how to do it, how to push the little throttle, put the little wristband on so that if you fall off, it kills the ignition, and and uh, it doesn't run you over, which is a good thing. And uh, so I get on this thing, and mm-hmm. now I'll, I'll be honest, okay? I'm not a real daredevil, all right? I'm more of a take-it-easy kind of guy, more of a relaxed kind of guy. And, and uh, so I get on the wave runner, and uh, I'm putt-putting across the lake about 35 miles an hour. And I'm like, oh, this is cool, man. This is fun. This is all right. Okay, I'm, I'm f- I feel safe. You know, I'm not going to die, but uh, I feel pretty safe on this thing. But I'm just across the lake. I, I turn around and I go back to where, they, uh, where everybody's at, including my wife, and I pull up, and she's in a, in a life vest. And She says, what are you doing? I said, what do you mean? She's like, what are you doing? She's like, get off that thing. I'm like, what? She's like, you barely opened that thing up. You, you weren't even going very fast. I said, well, I was going fast enough for me. She said, no, you weren't even going very fast. So she jumps on, boom, pew, like a shot, just takes off 65 miles an hour across the lake. I can hear her like cackling the whole way, <laughs> the whole way across the lake. She's just flying out there. And she turns around, and comes back. I'm like, fine, I can do that too. Now, I hadn't had like uh, gastric bypass surgery yet, so I was a little bit heavier, little, little bit heavier at that time. So I get on the wave runner, I got it up to about 60, and uh, but it was cool, it was great, it was an adventure. It was so much better than going 35. I'm going 60 miles an hour across the lake, and the whole way I'm doing this. <laughs> just fun it's a lot of fun it was great adventure just you know shooting across the lake but it wasn't until i opened it up it wasn't until i took a step of faith it wasn't until i started to live the adventure that i really understood how much fun it could be well today we're talking about the adventure of faith and we're talking about uh an adventure of faith that also took place on water We've been looking at this sermon series that we're going through right now called Dealing with Doubts, and it's about the doubts and fears that we have, and we're in some pretty good company because there's a lot of people in the Bible who had a lot of doubt they had a lot of fears as well, and so we're going to talk today about a man who had some doubts and uh, who went on an adventure of faith, but his doubts caused him to to fall apart, to sink. It's a familiar story of faith and doubt. And if you'll grab your Bible and turn to Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 33, we're going to look at this passage of Scripture. And uh, if you got a Bible, if you brought your Bible, great. If not, pull one out of the pew in front of you. And we're going to look at Matthew 14, 22 through 33. And grab your bulletin, turn to page 3, to the handy-dandy outline. We'll fill in some blanks in just a few moments. I want to tell you a little bit about this story, though, that takes place in Matthew 14. If you'll hold that there, we'll read a few verses out of it. but. Uh, in Matthew 14, the beginning of Matthew 14, Jesus fed 5,000 men. He uh, had five loaves of bread, two little fish, and he and he was able to to just he asked God to bless it, and uh, through a miraculous uh, occurrence, he fed fi- over 5,000 people. Uh, Matthew says there were 5,000 men, but there were over that there were more than that, just because there were women and children as well. And so Jesus feeds thousands of people. Uh, with this small amount of food. And in fact, there were 12 basketfuls of food left over. Just an amazing miracle. Well, the people are all excited. And Jesus says he sends his disciples into the boat and sends them across the lake uh, because the people were getting real excited and he needed to settle the crowds down. And then he needed to go off by himself and pray. So he sends the disciples across the lake uh, in a boat and uh, they're going across. Now, it was a kind of a stormy night. There was a real Uh, There was a lot of wind, and it was whipping up the waves uh, on the boat. And uh, if you look at, we're going to start looking at verse 24 there. It says, the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves, because the wind was against it. The book of John says that they were about three to three and a half miles out to sea when when the next thing happened. And we'll get to that in just a second. Um, But it was late night. Or early morning, depending on your view of night and morning. For some people, 3 a.m. is a late night. For some people, 3 a.m. is a very early morning. But this story takes place sometime between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. The Romans had divided the night into four watches. The first one was from 6 to 9. The next one from 9 to 12. The next one from 12 to 3. And then the last watch, the fourth watch of the night, was from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. And Matthew says that this took place during the fourth watch of the night. Uh, And so the disciples... Are on the boat, it's between uh, 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., and all of a sudden they see something. Or rather, they see someone walking on the water. Walking on the water out to where they were. And the disciples kind of freak out. Um, Look at verse 26. It says, When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said. And they cried out in fear. Now, why were they so afraid? Because in those days, it was believed that if you saw an apparition at night, if you saw a ghost at night, it was a sign of impending doom. So the, the disciples are like, we are doomed. It's a ghost. We're going to die. And they were terrified. Immediately, this word immediately is used three times in this passage. The first is... Uh, In the very first verse, in 22, when immediately Jesus makes the disciples go across the lake. This is the second one, in verse 27. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Notice again, Jesus immediately says this. He senses their fear, he hears the fear in their voices, and he immediately sets about calming them down. And he sets their mind at ease. Well, Peter pipes up and says, Lord, if it is you... Tell me to come to you on the water. Now, it sounds like Jesus, Peter is questioning whether or not it's Jesus, but that's not the case. This is what's known as a first-class conditional statement. And it doesn't mean, Lord, if it's you and I doubt that it is, or, Lord, it's you and I don't think it is. It's, Lord, if it's you and I believe that it is, or, Lord, it's you and I know that it is, tell me to come to you on the water. And so Jesus says one word, come. Verse 29, then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward jesus now things are going great peter hops out of the boat feet first lands on the water just on the water and he starts walking out towards jesus things are going great this is amazing this is an adventure of faith this is an amazing adventure of faith but then things didn't go so well look at verses 30 and 31 But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. See that word again? Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? Jesus asks him, why did he doubt? Why did you doubt? Now, I don't believe that Jesus berated him. He didn't wait to get back in the boat and make an example of him in front of the disciples. He doesn't belittle him. But rather he just says to Peter, one-on-one, out on the waves, why did you doubt? You have little faith. Why did you have such little faith? Things were going so well. Things were going great. Why did you doubt? And then Jesus and Peter climb back up into the boat, and look at verse 33. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God inspires faith in the disciples the first blank on your outline this morning if you want to pull out your your bulletin the first blank on your outline is jesus invites us to an adventure of faith jesus invites us to an adventure of faith in the book of john jesus says this about the enemy he says that the enemy the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy but this is what he says about himself he says i have come that they may have life and have it to the full That Jesus came to bring us life. He came so that his followers would have life. And not just any kind of life, not a ho-hum kind of life. Jesus came to give his followers a full life, an abundant life, life to the abundance. You know, following Jesus should be anything but ho-hum or boring. Following Jesus should never be boring. Following Jesus should be an adventure of faith, a daily adventure of faith. I heard a speaker once talk about a book he wrote called Surprise Me, God. And it was all about how he wakes up every morning and says to God, surprise me, Lord. Surprise me. He want, he That's his simple prayer. That, Lord, I don't know what this day holds. I don't know what this adventure of faith is going to hold, but I want you to surprise me. And I want to go on an adventure of faith with you today. But it is a daily adventure of faith that Jesus calls us to. And what happens? We settle for the safety of the boat we settle for the safety of the boat when we wake up in the morning we should be ready for an adventure of faith to get out there and do something for jesus but too often we think of life with jesus as boring or dull it's because we're not fully experiencing his love and grace in our lives we're not fully experiencing the full life that jesus has promised god has poured out his love on us through jesus christ When Jesus died on the cross, it was the ultimate demonstration of God's love. How God loved the world so much that He gave His one and only Son. And whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. Amen? He went to the cross and He suffered and He died so that we could be free from the consequences of sin. So we could be free from the bonds of sin. And yet, what do we do? We let sin rule our lives. We let sin run our lives. We are free to have this amazing adventure of faith. But we are not... We, we let ourselves be chained to the boat. We won't get out of the boat and live the adventure. We can't do this, can't do that. Life with Jesus is boring. That's not true. Or we think to ourselves, well, what would people think? What would people think if they knew that I went to church? What would people think if they knew that that I was a Christian? What would people think if they found out, that if if they heard me talk about my faith? What would people think about me? You know what? Let me tell you who understood the adventure of faith. His name was Paul. The apostle Paul understood that faith was an adventure. Listen to what he says in 2 Corinthians 11:24 through 27. This is what he says about his own adventure of faith. He says, "5 times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus 1. 3 times I was beaten with rods, once I was pelted with stones, 3 times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a ha- and a half, a night and a day in the open sea." I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. And you know what I know about Paul? He wouldn't have traded it all for anything because it was the adventure of faith that he was on that is an adventure that is the kind of life I want to have I want to go on that kind of well I don't want to be beaten and I don't want to be stoned but but I want that kind of adventure I want that bold kind of faith that makes people stand up and go there's something wrong with that guy it's because there's something right with my Lord my life is right with him I want to live that abundant life I want to have that full life with Jesus you know everywhere Paul went he told people about Christ And the gospel is offensive to people. But it didn't matter what it cost him. His promise was sure. His promise was God's promise of eternity. And nothing could take that away from him. Nothing could take that away from from Paul. And he knew that, which is why he lived this adventure of faith. That's why he told everybody about Jesus. You want to go on an adventure of faith? Start telling people about Jesus. Oh, your heart will race. Your palms will get all sweaty. You'll start to... stammer and stutter and, and not know what you're going to say and you'll get all freaked out and and and, and worried and what am i going to do what am i going to say if you know somebody who needs to know jesus talk to him about jesus and you'll feel all those things but you know what the holy spirit living in you will give you words to say that you haven't even thought of will remind you of things that that god has said to you through his word and you'll tell people about jesus and you'll see their lives transformed you'll see their lives changed it is an amazing adventure to share your faith with somebody. And Jesus calls us to get out of the boat and live that adventure of faith. The second blank on your outline is you have to get out of the boat. What do you do when he, when you hear Jesus calling you out of the boat? you got to get out of the boat. Now, don't get me wrong. The boat is safe. The boat is secure. The boat is a sure thing. But you know what else the boat is? The boat is boring. The boat is 30 miles an hour on a wave runner. The boat is boring. It is the same old, same old. The boat is for people who are afraid to take steps of faith. It is the safe walk. It's safe walking around the boat. It is not so safe out on the waves. But you know what else? Guess what? Guess who's not in the boat? Jesus isn't in the boat. Jesus is out on the water if you want to walk with Jesus Christ you've got to get out of the boat because he is out on the water the only way that you'll experience the exhilarating feeling of walking on water is to get out of the boat and onto the waves where Jesus is that's where the adventure of faith really begins is when you get out of the boat and you start walking on the water with Jesus It's out on the waves, not in the safety of the boat that we find the adventure of faith. If you are sitting in the boat and you're content sitting in the boat, you are missing out. You are missing out. If you're doing your once-a-week church thing, you are missing out on the adventure of a lifetime. That being a Christian should be 24-7, living out this adventure of faith every single day. Not just on Sundays, not just uh, uh, at dinner time when you pray before your meal. You know, you need a deeper relationship with your Savior. And that comes from living out your faith, living this adventure of faith every single day. If you are not reading your Bible, if you're not reading your Bible, you are missing out on what God wants to say to you. God has given you his word. He's given you a love letter. And and too often it just sits on the shelf collecting dust. God has things He wants to say to you. If you're not reading your Word, you're missing out. If you're not in a Bible study, if you're not in a Bible study and, and learning more about Christianity, learning more about the Bible, learning more about your faith, you are missing out on a key component of your faith. If you are not praying, you are missing out on communication with God and missing out on communication with Jesus. We need to be people of prayer and regular habits of, pr- of prayer. Excuse me. If you are not tithing, you are missing out on the adventure of giving and then missing out on the uh, the opportunity to trust god more with what he is giving you the opportunity to be generous with what god has given you if you are not serving in the church you are missing out on an adventure of faith to impact the lives and change the lives of people and to see them transformed that's how you get involved in order to help people become more like jesus i'll admit the boat is safe the boat is a lot safer And it is a lot more dry than walking on water. But Jesus is out on the water, and he is calling you to an adventure of faith where you get out of the boat. The third blank on your outline is keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. When was it that Peter started to sink? When he saw the what? When he saw the wind and the waves. When he saw the wind, the Bible says. When he saw the waves that it was producing, he started to sink. Where were his eyes? His eyes were on the waves and on the wind, meaning they were not on Jesus. His eyes were not fixated on the Lord. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 talks about how life is like a race. It talks about how this adventure of life is like a race. Uh, does anybody here enjoy running? Any runners? You enjoy running? I am not a runner. I don't run. I do not run. In fact, if you ever see me running, you should start running too. Because that means there is something chasing me. And if there's something chasing me, then you are in danger and you need to start running, okay? The author of Hebrews talks about how uh, our life is like a race. And this is what it says in Hebrews 12, one and 2. Since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, And he suffered and he died for our sakes. He suffered and he died for our sins. He gave up his life for us. And now if we will believe in him and repent from our sins and confess him as Lord and be baptized, our sins will be forgiven and we'll be washed in the blood of the Lamb. And our sins will be completely washed away. And we will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we will go on this adventure of a lifetime. We have to keep our eyes on Jesus or else we're sunk. You know, we need to turn our eyes on Jesus, as the old hymn says. says. But not once a week, not just once a week, but every single minute of every single hour, of every single day, of every single week, of every single month, of every single year of our lives. We need to keep our eyes on Jesus all the time. And remember where Jesus is. He's out on the water, and he's waiting for you, and he's waiting for me. We have no hope. We have no hope apart from Jesus. We have no hope apart from a relationship with Christ. He is the only one who can save us. He is the only way to be saved. He said in John 14:6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It is only through Jesus Christ that we can have any hope for eternity. Only through Jesus Christ that we can have hope for salvation. So why would we look to anywhere else? Why would we look to anyone else? We must keep our eyes on Jesus at all times. The last blank on your outline is if you sink, he'll catch you. If you sink, he'll catch you. You know, we have moments. We have days. We even have weeks where we are weak. We have days and weeks and months where the waves are too much to ignore the wind blows too hard to forget about it the wind and the waves detract from uh, pull our attention we take our eyes off of jesus and we start to sink the good news is is that when we cry out to jesus lord save me lord save me i'm sinking in my doubts and in my fears and in my weaknesses in my failures i'm sinking lord he does what he did for peter He immediately reaches out his hand, and he'll grab you, and he will take your arm in his, and he will pull you out of the water. His strong hand will catch you immediately. He will not belittle you. He will not berate you. He will catch you when you start to sink. There is no reason to doubt Jesus. There is no reason to doubt his love. There is no reason to doubt God's grace. He has never let us down. He has never failed us before. Why would he start now? Why would he start now? You know, we forget that sometimes. We forget about Jesus' love. We forget that he has never let us down. And we uh, we start to take our eyes off of him, and then we start to sink in our doubts. Jesus is not angry when we doubt. He is not disappointed when we doubt his love, but rather he reaches out his hand and when we start to sink, he pulls us back up and he quietly, gently says, why did you doubt this time? Why did you doubt? Why why was your faith so weak? Why such little faith? You were doing so great. You were doing amazing. Well, let's get back in the boat. Let's dry off. Let's go walk in some more water. Let's go walk on some more waves let's take this adventure and try again if you are struggling with fear if you are struggling with doubt then it is time to hear Jesus's invitation to get out of the boat and onto the waves because that's where he is he invites you to join him on the adventure of faith to get out of the boat and walk on the waves don't settle for the boat don't settle for the safety of the boat Jesus is not there. He is waiting for you on the waves. Will you join him? I have a question this morning, and that is, what is your next step of faith? What is the next step of faith that you need to take? Maybe it's the first step, and you need to obey Jesus by being baptized. You can do that today. We're going to have an invitation song in just a moment. Or maybe you need to get out of the boat and start walking to Jesus and, and follow him more closely. You need to be closer to Jesus. Maybe you need to join a study or join in a ministry and volunteer in a ministry. Or maybe you need to take the adventure of, of step of adventurous faith and you need to share your faith with somebody. You know somebody. You know somebody who needs to hear about Jesus. You know there's someone in your life that you know, man, I've got to talk to them about Jesus before it's too late. And you can do that. It's an adventure. Jesus invites you to get out of the boat. And start living this adventure of faith. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we do pray today that you would help us to live this adventure of faith. To live out our faith on a daily basis. That you would help us, Father God. Help us to follow Jesus closely. To hear his voice calling us out of the boat and onto the waves of faith. Help us, Lord, to follow Jesus closely to hear his voice. Help us to trust in you and to believe in you. Help us to overcome fear and doubt and weakness and weakness of faith. Instead, Father God, help us in our weakness to overcome. Help us to walk closer to Jesus each and every day. I thank you, Lord, for this time to to preach and teach today, and I pray that you would help us indeed to follow Jesus more closely and live an adventure of faith. We pray all these things and ask them in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen.